Hi everyone, I'm Jason Scorse and welcome to another episode of Dispatch from the Zombie Apocalypse. I hope everybody is doing great as we really get to the last days of summer. Crazy. Um, But here we are. So the title of today's episode is The GOP is a Boring and Predictable Freak Show. Trying to be a little provocative here, but there's going to be some substance beyond just the rants here. So... I want to start with the boring and predictable, because we could have just kept it at the GOP as a freak show, which is true, but I wanted to throw in the boring and predictable, and I want to give some context for why. So first, David French of the New York Times had a column a couple months ago saying that what people miss in the Trump rally circuit, in the MAGA base, is this festival-like atmosphere, that they're all enjoying themselves, and they're all part of groups, and they're tailgating, and it's this kind of big, fun and games, and that, that that's what people miss. There's like this entertainment factor that's part of the cult. And I actually respect David French a lot, and I think he's one of the few principal conservatives. For example, he said absolutely 100% full go forward with all these prosecutions because you can never give in to the mob, that you've lost your country, you've lost the rule of law when you give in to the mob. And he's like, never give in to the mob, and I, I give him props. However, that column where he talked about this festival-like atmosphere, carnival-like atmosphere, was the last column of his I've read because I was kind of pissed that he didn't take it to the next level, right? And, And the reason is, what is the next logical step about that people in the Trump circuit are having fun? You know, it's a good time for them. The next logical statement is, what kind of people have fun being racist, sexist, and acting like traitors? What kind of people revel in hatred and grievance and grift and lies, right? Right. And on top of that, these people may be having fun, but that's because they're fucking zombies. They don't even care about attempted coups and insurrections and fucking sucking up the Vladimir Putin, right? To real humans, Trump and the whole right wing is thoroughly and completely fucking boring. Right. It's like the worst drunken idiot on the street corner with a megaphone. It's like your dumbest fucking relative rambling on at the holidays. It's like the douchiest guy you ever knew at college who thought he was clever, but was a fucking fool. Right. The point is that the GOP is boring because they're so fucking tired and predictable. Right. I can practically write their stories for them. Right. Just come up with the dumbest, most extreme conspiracy shit which, by the way, is actually a projection of their own debased existences and pretend like it's deep and real and just rinse and repeat. I mean, this is just to give you a flavor. I listen to this on podcasts. I don't read right-wing media. But what's the latest bullshit coming from the highest-rated right-wing freak shows out there on, you know, in, in the media universe? And I won't. I refuse to name their names. These people are so fucking despicable, right? So the latest freak show kind of tirade And the big scoop is that Obama was really gay and he used to smoke crack and turn tricks. Okay, like 
that's again the most predictable stupid shit Obama was gay and he used to smoke crack like let's just throw every racist fucking trope out there and some homophobia and just throw it at Obama and you know who their source is for this and again these are like the top media figures on the right wing are like interviewing this guy and who's claiming this and like citing him and saying this is serious stuff right and again I, I shit you not look this shit up right the guy who's their source is some disgraced convicted con man that has like a dozen aliases right it's like you can't make this stuff up except that you can make it up because that's all they fucking have like you know they're literally so fucking devoid of substance they've gotten their base so strung out on hate crack that they have to dial everything up to 11 on the stupid conspiracy theories and so you know, soon it will be Biden raped someone or Hunter and Joe colluded together or Biden secretly is a racist or Obama was actually jealous of Trump, whatever. Just make up some stupid ass nonsense and you can be sure something similar, not identical necessarily, but something similar will show up in one of the cesspool outlets on the right in no time, which is basically all of the right. Because even, you know, the Wall Street Journal editorial page is a cesspool. Like there's just nothing... The, the dividing line between like serious intellectual conservatives and like, you know, the rest of the right wing, like the serious intellectual conservatives aren't part of the right wing anymore. Like they they call themselves center right or centrist or independent. And most and like to the last, they support Joe Biden and are like working to get him reelected. Right. So like there is on like people who still consider themselves the right. It's just all rotten and corrupt to the core and boring and predictable. Which in their world, funny, irony, is the greatest insult you can lay on someone. Which is again a sign of how pitiful this whole movement is. That boring and predictable is like the thing they can't fucking tolerate. But you know what? Getting shit done and just making the trains run on time. You know, not to use cliched metaphors, but like getting policy done, getting jobs back, putting, you know, needles in people's arms for like vaccines. Like, yeah, a lot of that's just boring logistics the work of like civil society and government. I'm part of that. Like, you know, I do a lot of the work I do. Like, I don't think of it as boring, but it's like, it's, it can be tedious, right? Getting legislation right, getting messaging right, getting policy right. It's fucking tedious, you know, right? But that's like, that's the real fucking world. And like, it doesn't bother me. I tell my students, like, you can be sexy or you can get important shit done. It's very, very rare that almost anybody um, can do both. You know, almost anybody can do both. Like, there's a few people who are, like, in the news, celebrities, and also really substantive, but there's almost none. The substantive shit's mostly behind the scenes. And I just want to end on this thing. Like, the other day, Lindsey Graham was asked about the fact that the Georgia grand jury recommended indicting him. And he just went into a rant defending Trump and talking about what a good president he was. He said something to that effect of, the, like, he, but he's a handful. He's a good president, but he's a, quite a handful. Oh, how fucking cute, Lindsay. What a handful little Trump is. No, he's a fucking traitor, seditionist, sociopathic monster who should and will be locked up in prison soon for the rest of his pitiful, odious life. And remember, like, Lindsey Graham is as establishment Republican as you can get. And yet he's, like, completely okay with treason and, and insanity. So, look, above all, the GOP is a freak show of moral depravity, unlike anything I've ever witnessed in my adult life. I mean, I've seen really bad shit in my life, but nothing like this. It doesn't surprise me, sadly, since I predicted this for decades and talked about it and written about it and 
pontificated about it, but it is still astounding. Despite the predictability, like, despite the occasional sane utterance from a Romney or a Susan Collins or Murkowski, the GOP is so debased that there is literally no low they won't stoop to, That and that's saying a lot in this country, in this world. Like, there is nothing. You could never surprise me by anything one of these fucking feral, just lunatics would do. The, the last thing I want to say here before I take the break here and come back with a little deep dive into what I say to people who come at me with dumb right-wing shit or try false equivalents with some of the dumb things Democrats do, I want to come back with that. But I want to say I'm using harsh le- language here, right? I'm using like depraved and and morally bankrupt and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm using strong language. And I called, you know, the fucking right-wing base zombies. But I want to be clear here where I'm going with all this is I do believe all of that is true. What I said is true. But it is, I am absolutely never advocating violence against anybody. And, um, and like it's just in the political theater of rhetoric and descriptive language. This is the words I'm choosing because I do think they deserve this harsh language. But as you'll see, the big differentiator between people like me on the Democratic left and them is I don't want any violence and I condemn violence on all sides. And I, this is a war of ideas and votes. And that's how that's the game. And well, I'll come back to that. But I just want to make that clear. Despite all my strong rhetoric, this is this is rhetorical. And there's a there's a clear dividing line as much as some people want to, you know, obscure it between you know, strong language, strong, intense, crit- critical language, right, versus physical violence. Those are two separate realms, and I'm staying strictly on on that, you know, that pacifist side. So I just want to make that clear. Uh, after the break, I'll come back with uh, a little bit more substance on this topic. I wish I was special. So fucking special But I'm a creep Okay, so coming back to some substance here, you know, in terms of how to deal with the bullshit coming out of this kind of toxic political discourse. So I want to talk about what I say when people try to make some bad arguments in defense of the GOP. Oh, you're exaggerating. Or, oh, most Republicans aren't like that. Or blah, 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 blah. Or they say something about, oh, but the Dems did this. Or the Dems did that. And sometimes the Dems do bad things. Right, but they use that as some kind of false equivalent. So this is this is what I say about this is my like meta that I think is a good way of encapsulating it, right? The GOP, the Republican Party, is basically on the wrong side of everything that really matters in this era in American history. They're on the wrong side of the climate emergency. Not one fucking Republican voted for an amazing climate bill that's like now transforming the world, right? They're on the wrong side of democracy. You know, fucking Nikki Haley and all another freak who will say a decent thing every now and then, but then raises her hand or whatever didn't to basically says that she would support Trump as a nominee, even if he's a convicted felon. 
right? A fucking insurrectionist, you know, who's a convicted felon for trying to overthrow the election. Yep, I'll, I'll get in line. I'm a good Republican. What? No, so they're on the wrong side of democracy. The wrong side, of course, on the rule of law. I mean, how many Republicans are out there saying this is a legitimate, you know, investigation? The facts are damning, and you know, let let Trump defend himself. He he deserves a fair trial. But you know, but no, like almost to the last, they're going against the the justices, saying this is rigged, made up charges. Mike Huckabee, that fucking douchebag, you know, from Arkansas, said made up charges, like. Made up the, the 91 felony count, every one of them has like reams of evidence that would put anybody behind bars for hundreds of years. Made up, made up charges, right? Okay, they're on the wrong side of Ukraine. Now, not all, I'll be clear here, that like the base is, and you know, I'd say a good third to half of congressional Republicans. But still, the bottom line is, it should, you know, you need, you, we need a unified force. You, you know, a Republican party in charge of Ukraine policy under Trump, that's like, are you fucking kidding me? This is like, this is a, the test of the fucking, you know, democratic free world. And you're going to get a Putin ally as your guy? And yes, Nikki Haley, security hawk, who, who's been good on Ukraine, raises her hand, I'll support him. Instead of Biden, who's like unified the world in support of Ukraine. Are you fucking kidding me? Women's rights, of course. Like, Republicans have made women second-class citizens in, like, a third of, to a half of this country. Like, women are, like, like if they like something goes wrong in their pregnancy and they have health complications or if they get pregnant by accident and they want to do, you know, do an abortion quickly and, you know, and safely, like, they don't have rights. In 2023... Obviously, on, on, on LGBTQ, I mean, the shit they're going after, trans kids and gay people. Like, really? Again, I get it. Like, it's you don't like gay people and trans, but, like, you're going to make your, your half your fucking agenda going after trans kids? Like, what fucking monster lunatic are you? Right? And, again, racial equality. Right? I mean, trying to really... I mean, these are the fucking people who make up shit about the 14th Amendment to take away affirmative action... You know, to do let gerrymandering and crazy racist voting laws, right? I mean, these this this party doesn't give a fuck. They want white supremacy, and this is again the thing I want to remind people: when they get a Vivek, you know, fucking douchebag, you know, Indian guy up there spouting their program, they love that. Again, there's nothing what white supremacists don't love more than non-white people on their team rooting for them and working for them. It gives them cover. They love that, right? But like, you know, give me a fucking break. So anyway, the point being is all the issues I just listed, these are the biggest. Climate, democracy, Ukraine, women's rights, LGBTQ rights, racial equality, rule of law. What else could be more important? And the Republicans are on the wrong side of all of it. And while the Dems aren't perfect, I'd say they have maybe a 70, 80% record on these issues. So you have a party that's on the fucking wrong side of everything. Versus a party that's like 70, 80% good on all the important issues. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, don't give me false equivalents. Shut the fuck up with that. Shut the fuck up with that. No. No, no, no. Okay. I want to take an extra minute to explain how the Dobbs decision has completely exposed the right wing as the frauds on their supposed core values. I grew up the last 40 years, all I heard family values, family values, we're the pro-family, 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 pro-life, pro-life. Okay. So now that they have made women second-class citizens, which was their goal, they were clear about it, people slept. 
Hillary Clinton warned us. I warned people. I said, what do you think these people are going to fucking do? You think they're not going to do what they say they're going to do? They've been saying it for it took them 50 years, but they did it. So they've made women second-class citizens and a third to half this country. Show me the red states that are passing pro-family policies. Great child care, great early childhood education, great you know, food assistance, health assistance for young mothers. Show me that. Show me the presidential candidates making these points. Show me the, the people who have 75, 80% of Republican support. Show me their pro-family policy platform. Right? Of course this doesn't. It's fucking crickets. Right? And I swear, if I ever hear anyone call the GOP pro-family or family values again, I'm never going to listen to another fucking word they say ever again. What a joke. And again, I still would oppose their agenda if they had a ban abortion but then did all the good pro-family stuff. But at least I would respect their consistency. Here's the difference, right? I would say if, if you know, South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi now have incredibly progressive family policies, tax breaks for young couples, you know, low interest loan, whatever, like load it up. But abortion was illegal. I would at least say you're fucking consistent and I give you props for that. Because I disagree with your morals, but I can see how you think abortion's murder, but you're going to like really hook people up. If you're going to force people to have babies, you're going to make sure it's under the best circumstances possible. I was like, I'll give you props for that consistency. But again, it's crickets because it's never been about pro-family. It's been about anti-women. It's about controlling women. That's what it's about. And how do I know this? Because I see the action. The only thing they got so jazzed up about was taking away women's rights. Helping women bear and raise children? Crickets. Okay? So now look, the Dems aren't doing nearly enough for families. I want to be clear about that. But that's mostly due to Manchin and Cinema, two votes in the Senate. The entire House caucus and 48 out of 50 U.S. senators on the Democratic side were willing to do really big pro-family stuff. But we didn't have those last two. We couldn't get over the finish line. So that's the fault of the Democratic Party. But that's how close they got. Like, they had like 98, 99% unanimity. But they had, the margin is so small. There was literally no margin in the Senate. They lose one vote and they couldn't do it. And they lost two out of 50. Right? And they couldn't do the really big pro-family stuff. But, you know, they, you know, all the GOP has is banning fucking books, banning women's rights, terrorizing trans kids. But nothing to help young people with children. Nothing. Right? So I'll come back with the antidote after the break. So for the antidote for today, I want to continue on kind of how I view the GOP and how I speak to anyone from those ranks, if given the opportunity, or people who are sympathetic to it or, you know, whatever. And I, I want to, I just kind of want to mirror what I think is the type of pose. I'm not telling people to like copy everything I say and say what I say, but just like 
the, the like the worldview and the the stance that we should have in these times, right? Because this next year is going to be fucking nuts. So here's I want to kind of model what I'm trying to say here, right? So if I talk to someone on the right, right, I want to tell them I'm going to use all my civilian democratic power to take yours away, okay? Not your individual power, but from your party. I'm going to try to take their power away and give it to Democrats because I think your ideas are so fucking bad. Now, that will probably benefit you as an individual because I want to raise my taxes and give you better health care. So I'm trying to take party away, not from you, but from the ideology that, that you represent. And, and that's how we do it. We try, we fight for democratic control over institutions and pass policies, make regulations, set norms, right? So look, you on the right, you can say whatever the fuck you want. And you can try to convince people to vote for you. I will accept the outcomes of free and fair elections as long as there's no fucking violence and intimidation. Once you cross that line, you're in traitor seditionist territory. No one gets intimidated in the fucking voter rolls. No one gets fake robocalls, right? No fucking, like, you can't give water to someone who's waiting in the heat or, you know, out in a fucking five-hour voting line. None of that bullshit, right? You don't have, you know, one voting spot for, you know, dense, poor people neighborhoods and people of color neighborhoods. And then, you know, one for the suburbs with a few thousand people or the rural area. They get, you know, ten times the representation in terms of polling outlets. Like, you know, make it easy for fucking people to vote. And use your ideas, right? And I don't need to threaten violence. I don't want to threat. I never have threatened violence politically against anybody because my ideas are better. I can win the battle of ideas, right? That's the way we settle these things in a democracy. It's a battle of ideas. And I will always denounce violence even from the left. I denounced a lot of the violence that happened with the riots after some legitimate protests, right? But the violence that ensued after that, I said, of course, that's horrible. And those people are criminals, right? Like, if you're fucking looting and rioting and burning shit to the ground, like, you should be arrested and, like, and given a fair trial and, like, treated well. But, like, you're a fucking criminal, right? Right? And I will accept, again, the outcome of free and fair elections and the policies that result from them, right? If you win free and fair and you do fucked up shit, I will denounce them. I will try to fight and undo them. But I will accept them at that moment in time, Right? I'm also going to do everything I can to weaken your gerrymandered states and districts to give women their rights back across all 50 states. I'm going to try to reverse you in your own states that have taken them away. I'm going to try to bring them back. And I'm going to try to change our institutions to make them more representative instead of this bullshit system that's rigged in favor of you, the right wing. Again, your projection. Oh, the system's rigged. No, the system's rigged for you. You get more representation in the Senate than we do. Your people don't represent half the country, right? The Electoral College is rigged for you and your small rural states. The populations in the House districts are rigged for your small states, right? I'm also going to try to get Puerto Rico and D.C. statehood, and I'm going to try to eliminate the Electoral College, right? Because the two worst fucking presidents in our history, both on your side, Bush 2 and Trump, should never have come to power, right? They lost the fucking elections, but we're the only stupid, backward-ass fucking system that you can lose by millions of votes and be the winner, like some upside-down shit, right? So those are the terms, and you need to stick to that, right? If not, we have a Department of Justice and FBI to take care of criminal behavior, right? If you do violence or intimidation and break laws because you don't like losing, that's what the justice system is for, the legal system is for, and I want them to crack down hard on that shit. I am like clapping 
every time a January 6th rioter gets a prison sentence. Fuck yeah. Lock those motherfuckers up. Fuck yeah. You fucking do violence against our institutions and celebrate it. Like you get the fuck. That's what the legal system is for. It's for people like that. That's the number one priority of the legal system is to stop people from trying to overthrow the fucking government. All right. So if you're going to do that, especially with violence, like that fucking asshole in Utah was threatening to like snipe Joe Biden. He was like putting shit on Facebook. Like I'm going to have a sniper. Like, of course he was crazy, but like he's threatening to assassinate the president. The president was coming to Utah. So this, the fucking FBI went to his house and he pointed a gun at them and they fucking killed him. And like, again, like I don't want anyone to die. But, like, you say you're going to kill the president and you pull your guns on the FBI? Well, you know, what am I going to say, man? Like, that fate sucks, but that was that was the right outcome. You can't threaten to assassinate the president and then pull out guns on the FBI. No, I stand for the rule of law. You say you stand for the rule of law, but you're full of shit. I stand for the rule of law. That's the fucking rule of law. So, again, let's let's fight this out in a battle of ideas with fair votes, and then accept the outcome. That's the basic compact of a democratic society. And I insist that everybody follow it, right? Even, right, even my friends. Like, the left should not use violence ever and intimidation ever. And for the most part, we don't. It's mostly on the right. But to, to the extent that it ever is on the left, no, that's wrong too. This is a battle of ideas. All right, with that, everybody... I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, please share it with family, friends, and colleagues. You can subscribe on Apple, iTunes, um, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And with that, everybody, I hope you enjoy these last weeks of summer. And uh, take care. Be well. (laughs) 